Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. It is here where we promise to bring you everything, every time for everybody, and uh, I don't think that we let people down. What do you think, Kenny? Kenny's back, by the way. Last week, I was the lone ranger of the show, but like I explained then, no monkey stops the show here at It's Everything, and so Kenny was gone, but he's back now. You had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm... um, Yes, Hopefully. I did. I did. As a matter of fact, I think you told me that. Now, everyone, we all have our our Thanksgiving stories that we like to share, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. But I don't think I've ever heard a story where someone told me that their Thanksgiving, including having a popular uh, singing group from Thailand at their home, giving them a show. I've never heard that before. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, so it's crazy. It, uh, it was Michelle's invite. Oh. They, um... Supposedly. Michelle Meow invited yeah, Michelle a Meow. group from Thailand. Give it, give it up for Michelle yeah. Meow. She, we, we love her, of course. She made one heck of a Thanksgiving for us. <laughs> it was a night to remember. I bet. So is this going to be a live album that we'll be able to buy? Like, you'll he'll be, he'll be in the audience and we'll hear Kenny going, yay! Or um, no, none of that? Probably not. Hope, hope so. <laughs> so that was Kenny's Thanksgiving. So I guess I can, uh, you know, so how could I be mad for him missing a show when you tell me that that was going on <laughs> at your home? So, But we are here with uh, another great show for you. And I hope everyone's recovered from all of their Thanksgiving festivities and, you know, and, and added some new stories to their repertoire of Thanksgiving stories. Uh, but my guests today are going to be varied, as they always are. And um, I love it when I start the show off with a bang. I think Kenny can agree with me. When I start off with a bang, and I'm going to first give you a taste of who we have coming up next. I'm dreaming of a petty white Christmas with me. Stell and ruined They would sit and listen, all magically arisen from a time when older women start in shows. I'm dreaming of a Betty White Christmas. Now that should give you a little bit of an idea of who my guests are for our first half hour. I'm speaking about Rachel, Winnie, Trixie, and Trampolina. The Kinsey Six are in the house. Well, at least some of them. Half of them. Half of them. Half of them are in the house. The Kinsey Six are here. I've got Winnie. Hi. Here in the studio. And I've got Trixie on the phone. Hello, everyone. Oh, it's Trixie. Oh, Trixie. All the way from sunny Southern Cal. Yes, all the way from Los Angeles. But hello, everyone in San Francisco. Oh, there you, there. I cannot, how, this is the question I put out today. It's like, how do you know the holidays are upon us? Because you know that Trixie, that the Kinsey Six are coming to some town near you. Yes. Right. That's yes, when you know. Are. That's a, that's my indication. It's like, are we are we are we in December yet? Hello, hello, are we in December yet? And then I get this invite. The Kinsey Six 
to spoil they? the holiday yeah. for you. <laughs> now, do you, I don't think you spoil the holiday for us. I think you actually, particularly now, you know, oh, yes. we, we, we've got so much that we could talk about about what's going on now, which is probably part of the reason why Oyve and a Manger and other shows that you do kind of come about is because of some of the upheaval that we have politically and socially in this world. Oh, certainly. Okay, it gives yeah. you definitely some new well, material to write songs about, right? Absolutely. Well, when we were uh, performing erectile dysfunction this year, it was based on the incredibly bizarre political situation that we were in. And when it was when the election season was over, we found that we're still in a bizarre um, political season. So, of course, Oyvena Manger it is a classic show that we've been doing for many, many years. We could not ignore the new political situation that we are in right now. So even though we've been coming to San Francisco for many years with this show, um, our fans are going to find that we'll have a new version of Oregon and Manger that has been touched by what we have um, in the White House, or what's coming to the White House. Oregon and Manger has been touched and by Trump? <laughs> So is this a pushy show? Like it's not. A, it's, not it's a pushy bullying show full of neo-fascists. I think Major has been touched by Trump. I don't know, but well, who hasn't been touched uh, by Trump? Well, I mean, that's well, well, that's true. That's true. Trixie's now, now Trixie's yeah. been grabbed by a lot of people, but I don't think she's been grabbed by. That man who has been elected president. Okay. <laughs> well, have you, Trixie? Have you? I don't know. No, no I'm alive well, and I want to be grabbed by that person. <laughs> unless he gives me a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, if you're going to grab us like this, we're going to respond in kind. So our show has to respond in kind. And we've added a lot of new material concerning our latest and greatest um, president-elect. Well, Winnie, uh, tell me, we, we kind of touched upon this off-air, off but... All of you live in various parts of not only the country but in the world. We do, and you've got this new this new version of Oy Vena Major coming to mm -hmm. San Francisco mm -hmm. on December thirteenth through the fifteenth, and we'll get more into that in, in a bit. But how do you get together to even create this? Uh, a, a new version, you know, when you're all over the place. Well, um, we. What ha so Rachel writes a lot of our material, mm -hmm. and uh, she's very irresponsible for all of it. <laughs> and so she shares it with all of us, and you know we review it, and and I think I think I would say this that's that sounds right. And when we have our you know weekly business calls, we'll do a quick review of the scripts on the phone, and then when we get together, we'll put it on its feet and. See what falls over and what's left standing. Okay. <laughs> well, we know Trixie will probably be falling over, right? That way, oh, just on the back eat. with her heels in the air. Yeah, make, make, I wouldn't say falling more like gracefully descending onto the floor. <laughs> gracefully descending upon. I like that. I might instead of having death drops, we are now gracefully descending onto the floor. <laughs> I love that. That is so so great. Now, um. You also have been doing, uh, up to this point, another show that you've been traveling with as well. Mm -hmm. and, and that one definitely is always politically charged. And it was a moving target. I yeah. mean, this whole, uh, the, you know, the political landscape changed from week to week. And we were hoping that we'd be able to retire a lot of those jokes and songs. But the American electorate had a different had a different plan. I was the looking, and I was looking really, you guys, I was looking for more uh, YouTube 
stuff from you guys during this election. I really was because oh. SNL definitely went from I don't know if they should be returning next year to oh my god the ratings are off off the chart because of the material they were given. Oh, yes. To you know so I just thought oh my god I just know I'm going to have every other day a new Kinsey Six video. To- <laughs> well, <laughs> materials there and yeah. we certainly uh, we did a lot of we did a lot of videos from our uh, from our DVD of our electile dysfunction uh, show that we had filmed this year in New York City. Currently available on our website, Kinsey6.com. Uh, in fact, you may have just missed the sale. We had a fantastic uh, sale Monday, on everything. A cyber, do you have a it cyber was, sale on well, Monday? It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a black, white, red, and blue sale that we had this weekend. Um, <laughs> and it ended with Cyber Monday. Um, right, cyber Monday was... But the Cyber Monday, which is having cyber sex with Trixie. <laughs> As she gracefully descends to the floor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sexting the entire time. <laughs> oh my God, Trix, we should not be. You know why are we speaking so? I don't, I won't even say ill of you because that's really not. It. I, I we all wish we could. No. Oh, there's no slut shaming here. I, I, I wish and, we could all gracefully. My services. <laughs> that's just hard. You've got to do your part for to make America great too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna you're you're in a different venue than you normally have been in here in San Francisco <gasps> when you're here. You're you're at Oasis as we, opposed to as opposed to the Herbs Theater or the Castro Theater. Right. Some we, of the larger venues in, in the city and you've kind of got a, an intimate a, 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 we're gonna get a different intimate kind of feeling, I think, on this show. Would you not agree? Or? Oh, it's gonna be intimate. Mm-hmm. Um the show is also going to be in your lap. So um, <laughs> it's it's we want we really wanted to try out the Oasis because, uh, you know, Heglina and Darcy uh, Drollinger are marvelous mm-hmm. and have really done a great job with that place. And I think, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of drag icons who are performing there. And we wanted to, you know, be able to have the opportunity to do a multi-night run in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herps and Castro Theater, those are great, uh, you know, for one, you know, one night only fill the house, you know. Uh, nights, but uh, the Oasis gives us an opportunity to to have multiple nights here, and people can you know we can spread our audiences out, and you know and and really have you know a, a good dragapella in your lap show. Yeah. Now there were because I'm assuming after this, and you I think you've done them before. I'm trying to think of uh, put on my thinking cap from the times I've been at the show. In the well, past. don't ruin your hair with that. Okay, I can't ruin my hair. <laughs> um, that. You know, as far as like meet and greets after the show, mm. which are kind of difficult when you're at, say, the Herps or, or even the Castro Theater, even though they have that little lobby. But I'm pretty sure you're going to have something like that at the end of each show. Well, you say meet and greet. We say sell merch. Okay. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we can do that. And the, and the, and the, and the Oasis is perfect for that. Yeah. Uh, the Fez Room is marvelous for that. Right. Um, and, yeah, and with a smaller audience, there's more opportunity to say hello to us after the show. Yeah. I think it's, it's wonderful after the Kasha and Herbs to, to feel the, the giganticness of the experience. But after the Oasis, oh my goodness, it's going to be very intimate and it would be lovely to meet each and every one of them. Absolutely. And you get to stay here a little bit longer than usual. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah, I just love San Francisco. In fact, I was there for Thanksgiving. Uh, my dad lives there and it's just, it's just so wonderful to see a Union Square decorated so well and um, it's the feeling of, of uh, the holidays in San Francisco. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to take, can we take a little bit of a, a earlier than usual? We're going to take a quick little commercial break because um, I've got to get my donations. Yes, gotta, you do. I've got to, we call them donations here. We don't, uh, <laughs> 
We got to get our, we got to pay some bills here. And then when we come back, I'll be joined again with uh, Winnie and Trixie from the Kinsey Six. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad that you um, are staying with us. Um, and, and I know why you do, because it's just so much fun. And for those of you who just kind of chimed in a little late, no big worries. You haven't missed out on our first guests, which are members of the Kinsey Six here in Living Color. In the studio is Winnie. Hi. And on the phone via satellite. <laughs> satellite. See, I remember when we had satellite phones, so I'm not even going to go there because I remember it well. They were big and heavy and looked like I should have been in the military. But uh, we have Trixie on the line. So how are you, Trixie? Are, are you okay? Are, you, are your legs, are your feet planted firmly on the floor? Oh, well, let me put them back down. Okay. <laughs> My natural position. Your natural position, right. We can't say the position you were born with because then we would really be in trouble. But um, but, but we have been – oops, there we go. I had a little bit of a, oh. a loss there. Uh, we've been talking to you about your upcoming show in San Francisco, Oive in a manger, a very annual – it's a kind of – it's almost a tradition – uh, that we go through, I think, because there, I don't think I can ever have a holiday without Oyve and a manger. I, I think I, when you, Trixie, you meant you hit upon that's been many years. Can you put a number on yeah. that many years that you've been doing the show? Know, 
I think, if I remember correctly, that Orlando Major started in San Francisco at New Conservatory Theater mm-hmm. on Van Ness and Market in 2003. Wow. Um, um, Kenny, were you born in 2003? Okay, I don't think Kenny, my producer wasn't even born then. But yeah. <laughs> girl, girl, I start him young. I start him young. I, you know, you talking about conversion therapy? I start young. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 2000, so 13, 14 years we're talking. Wow. That yeah, and we played, we played um, Orvina Manger at the New Conservatory Theater, also at, um, at the Castro Theater, and uh, at the Nico Hotel when they used what, what's not. Oh, um, yeah. It was the Raz Room. Yeah, the Raz Room. I've seen it there yeah, as well. Yeah, so this is so being an oasis, which is, a, like we said before, is a little bit more intimate, is not the first intimate setting that you've done the show in San Francisco. I know it, it changes oh, as right. you travel. Right. How many other places are you going to with the show this coming tour? Four other places, I oh, believe. Yeah, we've got um, San Diego uh, next week, Palm Springs, uh, in the North Bay and Kripati at Congregation Nurse Alone with special guest, Erwin Keller, the original Winnie and founding member of the Kimsey Six. That yeah. should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're, we're doing chicks with sticks there, however. Oregon, and, and ending Organa Manger in Washington, D.C., of all places. Oh, my <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Vice President-elect Mike Pence has an open invitation. We sure do hope that <laughs> But he's paying for his own ticket. And lots of work. <laughs> he's not getting a comp. Oh, my gosh. Can I... <laughs> I would love to see that tweeted out there about him being at your show. Well, I definitely have to tell my sister about that because she lives in D.C. Oh, yeah. We have have 10 shows there. I'm sure you could use some more coloring in the audience. Yes, we could. We can always, honey. (laughs) (laughs) We can always. Well, you know, this whole thing, as you said, you've changed some of the stuff in the show Mm -hmm. to... Uh, represent our uncertain times that we're going into with our president-elect. Um, tell me, uh, Wendy, why don't you comment, tell me what what came to mind to you when you heard or were looking at the results of the election on television or in the bar or wherever you were uh, uh, when you saw that Trump was going to be our next president of the United States. Well, election day was a travel day for us, and we were traveling to Boise, Idaho. Of all places. Of all places. And by the time we got there, um, polls had closed in at least two time zones, and it wasn't pretty. Mm -hmm. So I actually avoided it altogether and got a lot of cleaning done. I did a facial and um, (laughs) did my nails, did my toes, did my hair till it almost fell out. And and I I avoided it until the next morning to see if it would actually fall out. And, of course, we all know what happened. Um, It was devastating, but we... When you're doing work like ours, there is an opportunity to use that uh, as a as a as an escape, mm-hmm. as a, as a as a piece of therapy for us. And we had a show to do in Boise, and we did our show Chicks with Sticks, which we're also doing in Cotati, uh, California, uh, next week, in a couple weeks rather, before we come to the Oasis. And we did the show there, and we still had some of the political stuff in that show. And the audience, we did a show there in Boise, Idaho, and also in Whitefish, Montana. Oh, I love that name, Whitefish Montana. Yes, it was. It was, and I, I got to tell you, the the houses were packed, and 
we were preaching to the choir and giving them new songs to sing. And the people were so gracious and grateful that we were there. And they were telling us, thank you so much. We needed it after this election. And mm-hmm. frankly, so did we. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also inspired us a bit. And we realized that we can't fully ignore this. So we did. So we acknowledge it in the script uh, that and it was hard to call to, to name out the things that we were now facing. Uh, the racism, the, xen- the xenophobia, the homophobia, um, and 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 so we realized that you know we need to add, put that we need to put this in the show as well. So yeah. Oy Vey is uh, morphed a bit. So you know we 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 have our songs. Oy Vey, Oy it's not me. <laughs> um, so in addition to the Christmas carols and other Jewish music that we have in the show, um, we uh, we've also added in our songs about gun control, white privilege, immigration. Um, and what am I missing, Trixie? There's one more we have in there. Uh, we have a new one. Building up a wall? No. Well, we certainly talk about Trump a lot in it. And his, it's, it's just inescapable. Um, and, his and then fascist we talk administration. about religious, religious tolerance. Oh, yes, tolerance. yes, that religious tolerance. Um, okay, there you go. So it's... it's yeah. I mean, I mean, I know your show is called every. It's everything, and frankly, it, our it, show it, it, is it's everything. Our show is everything. Be everything. That's it's, it. Um, I, I um, yeah. when you guys have yeah, after, go ahead. Yeah, after the election happened, um, when we were looking at our script in Boise, our show was the very next day, the following day after the election, and that morning we took a look at the script and we we knew we had to change it, and ha- after after the performances of those. Um, changed script, we knew that Oyve would highly benefit. Oyve, the show, and their audiences would highly benefit from, um, from our shows would being reflective of what's going on. And with, with the new Oyve, I think our, our fans are, are not just going to escape, they're also going to be able to reflect right. um, about what's happening. But one that, thing, that's important with you. And one thing that I've kind of been talking about a lot is how you know, how art imitates life, life imitates art, or however you want to look at it, but they're, they're kind of joined, you know, by the hip on this, and I think we're going to enter this renaissance period of art, because, you know, that's what usually happens when things like this happen in our, in, in our history, and you guys, and what you do, um, I think there's going to be such a new audience for you. I mean, I know you guys have, we are fans of yours. You have these, but I think there's going to be this new audience of, of young people that are going to be gravitating because they're not, they haven't experienced this. They've kind of come into a different, and I'm talking about young LGBTQ uh, members who have had a different experience with, um, rights and the things that they were born into versus, say, my generation and probably your generation mm-hmm. as well. I mean, um, you know, they, right. many of them were born where we were almost on the verge of having marriage already, but so many other things that they were had the privilege of having that we weren't born into. And now they're looking at some of the stuff might we might lose or we're going to have to fight to keep it, not so much even to progress anymore, but just to keep what we've already got. And I think this, they're going to gravitate to some of your stuff, and they need that relief um, because they're not used to this at all. Mm. I well, think. Well, well, we certainly hope so because it uh, it is good for business, <laughs> like like it or not. Uh, I think you know us healthcare professionals, mental health professionals, acupuncturists, self defense people are all really going to all going to be good for business, yeah. whether we like it or not. The system, our military, we're all going to benefit very well from this. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. I think there's going to be um, a strong response from the artistic community with what's happening now. Well, provided that we're still alive in the next four years, then yes, there will be a renaissance. Um, well, I, I think we'll I think we'll definitely be um, alive and um, and, and I kicking and kicking with the help of with with the help of the Kinsey Six, of course. Uh, I think we'll be kicking and fighting our way. Hopefully, you won't end up in any banned lists from the Trump administration. I hope we do. I mean, that's, I mean, what could be more? What would be better for business than being on a blacklist? Okay. <laughs> Watch what you you hope for, because you know those types of things are are. Well, I, I'm before we go because we're gonna have to close up soon. We're definitely gonna play some more music, but I also want to verify all the information about Oyve in a Manger this coming December 13th through the 15th at Oasis. Um, show start at seven, I do believe. Yes. Um, you can get tickets at sfoasis.com as well as going to your website. I'm yeah, sure. it'll just link you back Kinda over. Link you back you get to over. look at us for a little bit more, and then but you, you know, go they, back to the Oasis. They like site. that traffic, so if you you know they want to get that traffic going through the Kinsey. Uh, so what is it, Kinsey? Kinsey Six That's oh, the name. You want to be found, right? S e y s i c k s. Dot com. You want to be found. I know. So I always hate people get like, what? What's the obscure name to your website? I. I they can't even find you. So go there or go to sfoasis.com for tickets. Um, I'll definitely be there. I think I'm coming on the 14th, so look for oh, me in, um, in the audience, in the, in the seat there. But before we go, we wanted to definitely play another one of your classics that I always love to hear in the show. And I think you're going to do it um, in the show um, mm-hmm. this coming year. But, um, you know, for all my sisters out there who enjoy their sisterhood with other <laughs> With other sisters, <laughs> if you know what I mean. We do have one of the classic Kinsey Six songs coming up called God Bless Ye Femi Lesbians. And um, I just want to thank you both, uh, Winnie here in the studio, Trixie on the phone for being with us here today. Thank and I'll you, see dear. you in a oh, couple of weeks, okay? You. Okay, we'll be right, right back. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't there's something in between a bimbo toy on a playboy and dressing up just like a 12-year-old boy. Then gay men with shaved bodies and their moisturizers came, bedecked in youthful shirts that bear the Abercrombie name. They hit the gym in butch attire to banish all the shame that they felt deep down when they were 12-year-old boys with too much poise. So now they want to look like 12-year-old boys. I do not look like that. You think it isn't right, you say. But if it isn't true of you, your partner looks that way. Since men and women share one thing in common when they're gay. We all seem to look like 12-year-old boys Or we use ploys to attract the folks that look like 12-year-old boys Hi, I'm Chuck Spence. I'm the owner of the Maui Sunseeker LGBT Resort and I'm also Vice President of Maui Pride. 
It's not just the only LGBT resort in Maui, it's the only LGBT resort in all of Hawaii, which is really kind of amazing. Maui Sunseeker actually started years and years before I even got involved. I came along as one of the owners a little bit later in, in life. I came to Maui back in 1978 and absolutely loved the island. I fell in love and I thought, this is where I want to live, this is where I want to be. And so from 1978 until 2008, I finally came alive with the dream and bought the Maui Sunseeker because I realized that this would be the next step in my life and um, thought that this would be an ideal situation because I could do something that, that was my own business rather than making money for other people. It's important to have a place where you know you can feel comfortable about yourself, you can feel loved, and you can feel welcomed by everybody. And I think that that's the ambiance that we try to create. And, and that's the message that, that we try to deliver in all of our ads and trying to bring people to Maui, is that you know we're not just an experience on Maui, we're an experience of Maui. When you think back years ago, how closeted we used to be, and you think about how suppressed we were back then to how open and accepting we are now. And, and it's, it's a good progression for society. It's good that people are, are not just you know, tolerating, but appreciating diversity. And that's the message, is that we really need to make sure that, that people appreciate diversity. I think that whoever you are, follow your passion. Follow what you believe in. Follow whether it leads you down the path of art or whether it leads you down a path of business or you know, some other aspect of internet creativity. Um, follow that and, and just be passionate about what you do. Spotlight on Success and Achievement is brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. Everybody and welcome back to It's Everything with me. I'm your hostess, BB Sweetbriar. And um, if you were on with us while we were speaking with a couple of members from the Kinsey Six, we had Winnie and Trixie here with us talking about their upcoming show, Oy Vey, in a manger that will be here in San Francisco December 13th through the 15th. Um, don't forget, you can get your tickets at sfoasis.com. That's the venue it will be held at. So go check them out. It's a show, if you've never seen it, a show not to be missed. If you have seen it in the past, believe me, as you've listened to on the show, a lot of new material. Because why? Because a lot of things have happened, of course, over the last, the course of the last few months. Um, and our political scheme, which then, of course, you know, equates to what's going to be happening on, not only in America, but in the world, because we know how much influence we have in the world, right? Um, and, um, you know, we talked about all of the, some of the things that we, we really don't know, the uncertainty, the uncertainty of our future um, in our conversation with him. It kind of leads us into our next guest, because we, we talk about the uncertainty of what's going to happen to the progress of the rights that the LGBTQ community has um, been so thankful for being able to accomplish over the last few years. Um, we don't know where that's going to, what's going to happen with a lot of stuff. And, um, and our next guest kind of 
w- w- did a historical thing in that um, he and his his partner, his husband, um, were the first openly gay uh, couple to appear in a major party presidential. That's a lot of words. Major party presidential campaign um, as they appeared in Hillary Clinton's a couple of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign commercials, and they also have written a book about um, gay marriage called So You Want to Get Gay Married. And on the line with me right now is one of the authors, Jared Milrod, is on the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Good to be on the show. Oh, great. And Nathan, of course, is not with us. Your husband, Nathan Johnson, isn't with us today. But, um, you know, hey, half is better than none, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure, for sure. He's, he's out paying the bills. So. Okay. Another... <laughs> kind of like our commercial break. He's out paying the bills. Um, <laughs> exactly. So You Want to Get Gay Married is a book that you uh, put out in October right before um, – you know, a couple of weeks before our our election mm-hmm. took place, and boy, 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 has so much you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, happened because of that. But um, what was kind of going? What what was what drove you guys to put this book together? And what is the purpose of the book? Right, yeah, a few things. I mean, so we, as you mentioned, we were we were featuring Hillary Clinton's launching out video really unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, we were. We were, you know, we knew we were doing an interview for a, a potential video, but it, it later turned out that we were in the in her launch, which obviously was seen by you know tens of millions of people worldwide. And so we heard from uh, folks all around the world who were really inspired just by our story. I think what we saw is a really simple act in, in the video of just holding hands and talking about our marriage. Um, you know, for a lot of folks around the world, particularly for young people uh, and LGBTQ young people, particularly. It was, you know, it was very meaningful. It was very powerful, and it sort of showed, uh, you know, how much progress we've made uh, as a country, but I think also how much work we still have to do. And so, mm-hmm. after hearing, you know, that interest in our story, and and then uh, getting married last summer in, in, in Chicago, and being able to do so legally and equally, which we, you know, which we don't take for granted at all, we wanted to share that story. We wanted to share our story of, you know, being together now for really over eight years, married for over a year, um, you know all the challenges we've gone through, I think a lot of typically millennials, but really anyone can relate to, you know, moving around the country, changing careers, changing jobs, navigating a relationship at the same time, you know, dealing with student loan debt, you know, dealing with all the challenges that we all have. Um, so we wanted to share that story, and that's why we, we wrote the book, and it just happened, so happens that it's coming out, you know, at a time. I think that's really, really important for the, for the kids. Yeah. And you do this with, you know, some tongue-in-cheek humor as well. <laughs> I mean, this is not... This is not going to be your step one in marriage is, you know, uh, one of those. I mean, th- there's some humor in this. And this is something that I've always said, too, which I think uh, we sometimes forget. You know, a lot of books about uh, married couples are written from the heterosexual standpoint where you have, you know, a female and a male um, joining union and and the book kind of addresses that you know that is about bringing of those two mindsets and what that's going to mean for you in the future. I don't see very many how-to books about same-sex couples getting together with like mindsets getting you know you, you know what I'm saying and it's like and I think it's, mm-hmm. I think how I've never been married to a same-sex um, that there has to be some variance in there that is different from what you would see in the other books you know in the heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's one of the reasons we wrote it. We really realized there there wasn't 
there wasn't really anything in the market for mm-hmm. for same sex couples. And really, you know, as we were <laughs> over Thanksgiving, we were with, with some family and friends and, and talking to even straight couples and older straight couples about about it, about the book. And you know, one thing they said was, "Wow, they're, they're really just as you just as you did. There really isn't anything." for, you know, telling the same-sex story, if you will, um, which in many ways obviously isn't too much different in terms of a married couple than, you know, an opposite-sex married couple. But we wanted to tell that story. We also wanted a a space and a place for young people and people thinking about, you know, marriage and their future of, you know, what what is it like? You know, what are the Mm -hmm. challenges you'll navigate? What are the the good times? What are the tough times? What do those look like? And hopefully do a little bit ton and tongue in cheek and say, you know, hey, it's it's not easy. It's it's there are definitely rough spots, but if you really have that commitment and that share those shared values, you can you can navigate anything. Yeah, and and this is also going to be a good because I know, like you said before, as part of the reasoning behind the book is also to inspire our our youth and allies and and, and you know with your story. And there are so many young LGBTQ people, young people out there who don't remember or weren't a part of a lot of the time when gay marriage was not um, uh, legal in in this country or in the world, you know, nowhere in the world. They they don't really have a very little memory of that. And then, so what we are approaching a time we don't know what's going to happen with our new administration really i mean we 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 have a lot of rhetoric that we can base some of our ideas on but even that now has become so cloudy <laughs> you know yeah. so that's even cloudy right now um we don't know what's going to happen or or you know what what we need to kind of direct our energies toward that's kind of where i'm kind of confused like what where should i be fighting what should i be standing about now um, because I really, really don't know. And it seems like um, the protection, even though, you know, the recent rhetoric comes out that, that Trump has said, hey, that's already been decided and I'm okay with that. Um, and, th- and that is a true statement. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But still, when, you, when we talk about public uh, um, opinion and what, how, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what, how we kind of got gay marriage is that we we really pulled upon the public opinion who was like, hey, mm-hmm. the overall majority was saying we are for we are for gay marriage. But what if something sways that opinion? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What if what if that happens? And 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 we definitely have an administration going in that could possibly kind of put that on their agenda. I don't know. And it's good to see that we have something where young people can look at and see and read about mm-hmm. uh, a, a same-sex couple's marriage and getting married and fighting for their marriage and fighting for their relationship mm-hmm. and all those things. You know, I think it's good to have that now. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And I think, I think to, to, to your point, you know, I think we need to continue to fight across the whole spectrum of issues that affect our community. I'll give you a few examples. You know, uh, you know, obviously marriage quality, we need to continue to fight for that. And, and if there are any efforts to turn back the clock, we need to, we need to stand up against that. Um, but we also need to fight for things like, you know, gun safety reform. And, uh, you know, there's a group called Pride Fund, uh, which ar- arose in the wake of the Orlando uh, mm-hmm. shootings uh, uh, recently. And so, you know, they're they're speaking out saying, hey, our LGBTQ brothers and sisters are being affected uh, disproportionately in many cases by gun violence because mm-hmm. a lot of communities of color are included in our community. You know, we need to deal with, uh, speak out on issues of immigration reform because, again, mm-hmm. a lot of our LGBTQ brothers and sisters are affected by immigration. So, um, or themselves are, are dreamers or, or might be deported under under the Trump administration. Right. So we need to, I think, speak out on, across those host of issues against trans bullying, uh, against, you know, access for, for trans communities to, 
the restrooms and to their civil rights. You know, we need to, we need to speak out against uh, and for those issues and and really say that we're unified and we're you know we're together on this, just as we did in marriage equality. And um, I think that's one of the messages we want to we want to share with this book and also through the through the activism that we you know, hope to continue to have. One, one thing I started after the election was this campaign called We Won't Go Back, and it's mm-hmm. all about folks can go to we won't go back that US and it's all about again having people stand up of all backgrounds and say, you know, we're not gonna turn back the clock on these issues and our civil rights and we're gonna be unified and saying we're gonna move forward as a country. Yeah. Well what 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 you know, during the time when um we were uh heavily into fighting for um gay marriage nationally, you know, making it a national agenda instead of just a state um, agenda item, and we did see a lot of um, once we got the right to marry, a lot of people just doing that, you know. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not trivializing marriage at all, but there were a lot of people who kind of rushed to what I say, rushed, rushed to marrying just because they could, you know, they found someone they love. But you know, I, I, I haven't read your book yet. But I definitely will. I'm not planning on getting married, but I just want to read it anyway because I hear it's fun. <laughs> um, but um, you know, what are your thoughts on like even with what's coming on this uncertainty where people are like, well, we're going to get married now just because we're not for sure what's going to happen. Um, and what what should people be thinking about who are considering be, getting married as a, a gay couple? I mean, it, should there be a rush to do this, or re, should we really be? Hey, you, this is a, a a real serious commitment to somebody. No, no, I think it really is a serious commitment, and I think we should take it, you know, you should, should think about marriage really in a really in a sober way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even even on marriage night, you can you can have a little fun and, and not be sober, <laughs> but I think the decision to, to, to get married is still, is, is something, even though we sort of wrote the book tongue-in-cheek, it's, it's not a light decision. Um, you know, for us, on the day we got married a few, really a few weeks after Supreme Court ruled that, you know, ruled that marriage equality should be the, the law of the land, and there were couples, you know, all across the country, some of whom we knew personally, who waited 25, 30, 40, 50 years to get married and to have that full right be, be treated equally and with dignity under the law. And, you know, seeing that, I think that just shows how, how serious of a commitment it is mm-hmm. that couples would wait, you know, decades in some cases and still be together to, to wait to have that civil right. It's not something that any young person or any, or anyone should take, should take lightly. Um, you know, but I think it's, it, it's something that, uh, as we've seen with our friends, we've gotten a lot of questions over the years. You know, how how do you guys sort of stick stick together and sort of go through all the challenges you've been through? How do you manage to come out on the other side of that and and still be together and still want to still want to spend the rest of your lives together? And I think it, it just comes down to again having those shared values, having that commitment, having the the test of time. You're willing to willing to stand up uh, for each other to, to fight really for your relationship in some cases. Um, that I think. Will will sort of bear the bear the fruit that you that you want to see uh, in terms of whether you can you can you can get married whether you can make that lifelong commitment because that's really what it is it's just like any straight couple would make yeah um, it's it's a lifelong commitment yeah. how how I don't know if you guys went through this at all mm-hmm. and I'm not really for sure you know your uh, you or um, Nathan's coming out stories or what mm-hmm. have you but you know for uh, some young people who you know know who they are and come to ter- you know terms to who they are early in life. And so before they even get to a point where they're looking for their their partners in life, you know, either their first boyfriend or girlfriend or what have you, but 
many people before gay marriage was a civil right um, never saw marriage as a possibility in their life. You know what I mean? It's because I'm gay, I can't get married. And so I think sometimes they may, um, I don't know, look at, entering into relationships a little differently. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't in that spot, but I don't, I, I don't know if, um, what are some of the challenges knowing that, oh my gosh, now I can actually get married. Does it change your mindset and when you're looking for your relation, your relationship partner? I mean, do you really, before did, did, did we look at do, do you look at relationships as lifelong or were we looking at them from, you know, this is just at this right now. This is my partner for now. And then I'll move on when another phase of my life comes on. But now we have this real possibility of, of legally being with somebody for the rest of our lives. Is that, mm-hmm. Does that make any sense or am I just babbling? I don't know. No, no it does. No, I, think, I think the idea of, you know, to Mr. Right Now, to Mr. Forever, you know, or Mrs. Forever, I think it does. I think it changes that dynamic. I mean, for me, uh, and for Nate, you know, we we joke that you know we we had no idea um, about about getting gay, gay, quote unquote, gay married. In fact, we were probably against it before uh, and later than than many people were who were straight, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we we didn't even know really what it was or that it was impossible for us because we were on really on that cusp of the millennial generation who um, you know came out around in many cases before there was uh, there was marriage equality at all in the country, and then and then really sort of came to. Um, you know, came to maturity much later than uh, than an upstairs generation now, which she's uh, which she's just this incredible blossoming of marriage equality and of civil rights. Um, so yeah, I think I think it has changed that dynamic. I think uh, I think hopefully people in our community now are seeing that you know you can you can make that lifelong commitment. Um, you don't have to make a rush to judgment, if you will, in terms of who your who your partner is, um, and that you can have you can have those civil rights, but it is something that is. Is, is sober and serious and important, and we shouldn't take for granted that we should really, uh, we should really continue to fight for. It. And I think also one of the things we wanted to do with the book is just continue to tell our stories because yeah. again, there there really isn't a place for for folks, particularly young folks, to see those stories and to read to read them and to to learn about them. So hopefully, that's one thing we can we can do with the book as well. Well, I'm going to take a quick, quick break because I know you do have a meeting mm-hmm. to get to. And then when I'm going to come back. I do want to talk about you doing a book signing um, in mm-hmm. Southern Cal coming up and then see where else that you guys may be leading up to in the next you know, few months as we go on. But we'll be right back after this quick moment with Jared Milrad, author of So You Want to Get Gay Married. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do. 
especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Sines, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care serving your community. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is BB Sweetbriar. We are back with It's Everything. Uh, we have, hey, so you want to get gay married? Do you, do you, do you want to get gay married? Well, guess what? There's a book out there who will kind of guide you in a little bit of a humorous way on how that is and what to expect and how that all works. And I happen to have half of a, of a author team uh, with me who wrote So You Want to Get Gay Married. I have Jared Milrad on the phone. He wrote the book with his husband, Nathan Johnson. And um, you guys put this out October 25th. And you are now kind of, I don't know if you have, but I know you're going to do a book signing in Los Angeles in West Hollywood. Yay! Um, at the Book Soup between 7 and 8.30 p.m. on December 9th. That's this coming, um, uh, from this broadcast, it's this coming Friday, December 9th. And um, uh, is that the first of many that you're planning on doing, or what? What, what are your What are your plans on promoting this book out there for the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we hope it is. It's uh, it's our first one. It's our first author event, book signing, and book reading as well. We'll be we'll be reading some some excerpts from the book oh, and, and hopefully taking some questions. Yeah, it should, it should be it should be fun. Uh, but yeah, beyond that, we're hoping to do, you know hopefully hopefully a national tour around the book. We we um, we've heard just a really positive response already from again some un- unlikely quarters both you know lgbt and not lgbt and those folks who you know again want uh, as you said earlier you know, want to want to hear that message of not only marriage quality but just what it's like uh, to, to navigate some of the challenges we've been through and you know being part of hillary clinton's campaign and doing all things we've done and and just telling that story hopefully in a relatable way with everyone else so yeah hopefully it'll be uh, the first of many Many, many author events. And, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can see you guys also being a part of, you know, the, particularly as we get closer to what they say is what uh, wedding season, you know, where mm-hmm. that's spring and early summer uh, time of year. And we have all these different wedding, um, uh, what they call it, uh, not conventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 those things. And that you guys mm-hmm. could be a real good addition to, because there's more and more now even gay-related uh, one such, you know, that are focused on same-sex marriage. Um, and um, I could see you guys being so much a part of those things um, as we, you know, the year comes around to all of that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely mm-hmm. wish you guys all the best on the book. And I, and hopefully you'll be doing something here in San Francisco, which is where we're recording from um, yeah. in the near future. We'd love to, yeah. Thanks so much for being there. It was really, really fun to talk to 
hospitality today. So, but I hope to see you at one of the events really soon. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, yeah. I appreciate I know you have a busy day ahead of you. And <laughs> um, so thank you for taking the time, Jared, to being on the show. Again, the book is So You Want to Get Gay Married. It's available on Amazon and Kindle and in, in bookstores as well. Um, upon request, if they don't have it, go ahead and tell them this is what you want. And they, I'm sure they can order it for you. Been out since October. Book signing is uh, Friday, December 9th at Book Soup in West Hollywood for all of you down there in Southern Cal, all my friends down there 7 to 8 30 p.m go and see jared and nathan as they read from the book book signing and just tell you all about the hillary campaign and be a part about all that so just support the guys please uh so thank you so much jared now earlier in the um show we had an opportunity to talk to members of the kinsey six and it was um, really good to have winnie and trixie here on the show they will be performing their annual well they've skipped a couple of years but very rarely do they do i think we've talked about was 14 years 13 or 14 years that they've been doing this particular show or variations of it oy they in a manger will be december 13th through the 15th at oasis um of course it's become one of our our most pop one of our most popular uh venues for theater pieces and uh concerts as well as drag performances um so Check that out. You can get tickets at sfoasis.com as well as you can go to the Kinsey Six, and that's K I N S E Y S I C K S.com website and getting your tickets there. Um, uh, this has been kind of a whirlwind of the. I haven't, we haven't really talked about the election much on the show at all because we, we do book our guests in advance. And so this is kind of the first time that we really had some people on them. We kind of hit upon some of the things that have been going on um, in the world, in the country, in the city of San Francisco surrounding our uh, president elect and w- what it's feeling like out there. Uh, this past week, we had. Um, uh, Sam Harris on our show, and we really spent some time talking about um, the, um, you know, w- what's what's the aura out there and how things are, and in in him coming to his show to be a part of Help Is on the Way for for Reef, and how even the material he was doing for the show it, it was taking into account some of our uncertain times, and you know, Kenzie Six talked about changing their show to address the uncertain times, so. This is a part of what I think the beginning of this renaissance period that we're going to we're going to see with our artists out there via, you know, our recording artists, our live stage performing artists, our painters, our sculptors. All of this is going to be I I don't know. I I just feel it. And I'm and I'm not I'm not trying to say that's the silver lining uh, uh, around this cloud that we're we seem to be under. But um, I definitely can see, um, you know, the energies flowing in in our artists out there. And and that part is kind of exciting for me to look at what what um, artistic work we have come out of this period that we're entering into. So um, but. We've come to a part of our show where I think I'm pretty much running out of material. But <laughs> but thankfully, the Kinsey Six left us with plenty of material, and we can definitely play some stuff as we end out of our day that give you a reminder of the 
brilliance that they have in their their singing. You know, it is a barbershop quartet, y'all. We don't get very much acapella singing out there these days, and they do it to the maximum. And so we're going to close the show with, um, what's the name of that song? Something about lesbians. God bless ye, Femi lesbian that's that's the sh- we played it earlier but we're going to play it as we end out the show is that okay with you kenny i think it's okay with kenny i think it's okay with you again that's kenzie six they'll be at oasis december 13th through the 15th sfoasis.com get your tickets i will see you there i hope and i'll be back here next week take care God bless me. Lesbians make good taste you display. You don't give up your fashion choices just because you're gay. With baggy pants and baseball caps and shirts in disarray. There's something in between a bimbo toy on a playboy and dressing up just like a 12-year-old boy. Then gay men with shaved bodies and their moisturizers came Bedecked in youthful shirts that bear the Abercrombie name They hit the gym in butcher tire to banish all the shame That they felt deep down when they were twelve-year-old boys With too much poise So now they want to look like twelve-year-old boys I do not look like that, you think it isn't right, you say But if it isn't true of you, your partner looks that way Seems men and women share one thing in common when they're gay We all seem to look like 12-year-old boys Or we use ploys to attract the folks that look like 12-year-old boys From a time when older women starred in shows I'm dreaming of a Betty White Christmas With every Facebook post I write Posting SNL was alright Now let her I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years and uh, over the past couple of months I just opened up my club Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the, uh, the ethics of Oasis. Is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, 
and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, could I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity and, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together we'll go far.